Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike, and I am here all by myself. Yep, I bet you thought I was going to say Nick, but Nick has been busy. I have been busy. Getting together has been challenging, but that's okay. We already had something anyways for this week. This week, we decided to take my speech or my portion of the speech from the Edible Landscape Project at the Michigan Downtown Association and put it into the show because not everybody caught the video and I had several requests to have it put in the show. So, well, that's what I'm going to do. I edited so that some of the background noise and a lot of the issues that were with the audio would be at least removed, but just also know. It is not the clearest. Unfortunately, at that conference, they used a microphone that was separate and not hooked to me. I think I've learned to record myself. So from now on, when I'm at conferences, I'll at least record my own version while they record theirs. But I think it's clear enough you'll be able to hear a lot of the things that were discussed. Maybe not some of the questions at the end, but the answer kind of gives it away anyway. So I hope you do enjoy it. It was fun to do. I was nervous as heck. So this thing starts off with me just sounding ridiculous. So I hope you'll enjoy that part at least. I got a little more comfortable as we got going, but it in general was a great time. It was nice to be able to get out and talk to so many different people who have, who are decision makers for so many different cities. Hopefully some of them might even get brave enough to build their own edible landscape project. So Without further ado, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, that's Mike Keel. I'll hand it over to Mike Kazarian. He's kind of the project leader. Well, first of all, I'm honored. Our little project seemed to be bigger than little. So I'm excited personally. A lot of this was based on walkability. Everybody drives in our town. Even if they're going from one shop to another, they get in the car and move four spots. We're trying to create more walkability remove that reliance on the parking spots. We don't have that problem. We have more parking than people. So let's get ahead of it. And this was the project that we started with. It's hard to pick from a car. So it would hopefully bring people down to see it, to take it, to experience it. And it's different. And I don't know if you know this or not, but people generally don't like different right off the bat. So we had to make some adjustments. It was $350. What did we actually get for that $350? Before I start that, there was some negative things said to me. Those things happen. When you have a change, people come up with some pretty interesting reasons to be upset. <laughs> I was told that all the homeless in Michigan will be living in Durant. <laughs> uh, my answer was, well, we have job openings. It may work out. Citizens will be fighting over the app. I assumed they meant we needed more trees and not to take away the food that caused the fist fight. Kids would be vandalizing things, throwing tomatoes at businesses and cars. Maybe the most realistic thing I heard that you always see on Facebook with a post of these trees in public and the comments underneath, oh, the mess. It brings all these animals. We're a rural community. 
There's already ants. <laughs> they just don't eat from your garden. Uh, and of course, the worst one that I had to, I had to like act like a parent about that if we feed people for free, we take away their initiative to work. And I just shamed that person. <laughs> so what did we actually get for the three hundred and fifty dollars from the city? First of all, community involvement. We assumed that there was five of us that were going to do this. And I'll be honest, we only worked 14 days last year. Two hours on a Saturday from 10 to noon, except unless you're job, for 14 days. We assumed it would just be us. We knew that placement mattered. That's why we talked about those bunkers. There's already water there. We, if there's only going to be five of us, we can't just put this anywhere and everywhere. We have to place it where it takes care of itself and we can kind of maintain from there. Well, I was wrong. The first time we fed up to 40, which is good because in the spring, a city looks like crap and it allows us to sweep and clean and do things that we don't usually get to do. Now, as the summer goes on, that number drops. People are on vacation. So we plan for that. The spacing that we chose were primarily maintained by either the business owner that had it in front of theirs or it's already pre-watered in those bunkers. Mm -hmm. That really limited the amount of work we really had. And I can talk about, it was a unity thing. When I went to the city council and found out that I was in between two large fights, can we have chickens in town, which I don't know if you know this, people had a, an opinion. <laughs> then me, then marijuana. It, it was the only time we had a seven to seven vote. For just a few minutes, everybody agreed. So I was lucky because everybody kind of let the rest of it go and enjoyed that moment. Then came the community excitement. These are just some of the Facebook posts that I snipped and put on the website. People making dinners with the food that they pulled from the city. You know how hard it was to get people to take something free? I did, my wife, I almost said I had to make, I did not. My wife made 36 signs with a cricket with little QR scanners that teach everybody about our because what we found was everybody was going at night to take it. No one wanted to be seen taking the free food. <laughs> so we had to go in public and wave at everybody as we took free food. <laughs> but it's okay. That's when this started happening. Everybody started going and grabbing it. Grabbing it had a lettuce. Grabbing everything they need to make a meal today. There are kids in our communities right now that have never actually tasted a real tomato. And I had a, a, an individual in front of their house today I like cherry tomatoes, but the kids keep eating them. Good. <laughs> it's not a Snickers. <laughs> well, there's more plants. We had over 200 vibrant plants throughout the city. A very small city. We even had a restaurant ask us to plant in front of their building in the hopes that they could use the food. And I know the first thing you're thinking is, what is the legalities? How do you handle this? We invited the Michigan Health Department, who said, we don't need to come there. And I said, cool, can you? Because I'd like to make sure I'm not hurting you. I'm not a farmer. I don't work in a city. I'm on the planning commission, but I'm an engineer. I love sustainability. So I need you guys to make sure I'm safe. They came. They checked everything. Chiawasa County came. Genesee County came. And it's fine. If you do not charge anything for the food, restaurants can use them. So not only is it safe for the residents, it's safe for customers at restaurants. And we're cutting the cost of a very expensive, short shelf life thing. They can literally sit there and grow until they need it. Things happen. We got noticed. Duran usually gets noticed for being stuck in a train. I tend to get a lot of attention about these kinds of things. 
But next thing you know, local newspapers want to come out and do an article on it. We just thought we were the biggest things ever to have the newspaper here. It's wonderful. Then regional news, radio. Okay. I was sitting at my desk. I work from home. And I get a request from the New York Post. I deleted it as spam. <laughs> <laughs> then the next request. And another word came through. And, it, and this time I read it. And it said, based on the AP article. So I Googled it. We had no idea it was on the AP. And it was. Duran made national news. I'm both excited and a little sad because we're we're being seen nationally and as you can tell globally for feeding people. We're just taking the spaces a city already has and dedicating it to the residents in Argentina knows. <laughs> so real quick, I have to tell this story. It's very my best friend. His family lives in Florida. And this, if you see to the right over here, is a newspaper article where in the retirement home they live in in Florida, lives their son's downtown area with the Edible Landscape Project. My friend sent me this and said, since my mother stalks you, she wanted you to have a picture of this. <laughs> At this point, we had realized it was a little bigger than we expected. And we're still only working 14 days, two hours on a Saturday. The news wanted us on the news. So now we're taking time out of our day to run down in front of a restaurant or run down in front, in front of a, a planter. As everybody finds this novel idea of using dirt to grow food. <laughs> everybody create news group in our area at least twice. Once when we got going, once towards the end. And I don't mean to make a huge joke out of it, but it is easy. It's easy. It's inexpensive. We use $350. That's pretty much tomato cages. Now we already have it. Is there an impact in a city for people? Not for traffic, not for revenue. That happened bigger in our town for $350. That's an afterthought donation. I met people from out of town. There was a gentleman said, so I like to listen to other people talk. I'm in there messing with the plants, and I hear, what is that guy doing? That's, I'm pretty sure that's a tomato. And finally, they'll come over to me, what are you doing? Like, you've never seen a garden in public before? <laughs> and then we explain the program, and they'll say things like, well, can I help? I'm like, well, we're not party, so yes, anyone. He's like, just for the needy. No, anyone, anyone can have this. And next thing you know, neighboring mayors. People from out of town come in taking pictures with the signs, which my wife was unhappy. It's always the one she didn't like, which I think is on here somewhere. But it is that moment of pride. All we did is try to help residents during COVID and our businesses. COVID was very hard on our city. It hurt the businesses and it hurt the residents. So all we wanted to do was create a project that allowed residents to get outside and feel kind of normal again, not spend a premium on their food. Because if you're buying fruits and vegetables, it's expensive to be healthy. I recently went to get a pepper. It was $1.60. I could buy a box of noodles and eat much longer. They also don't have to worry about shelf life because it grows right outside. It can sit there. Now, it's up to us to make sure there's more. There's been a ton of benefits. And I'll be honest, I don't think we know them all. We, we've done this for one season. We planted in dirt, not soil, because I refuse to spend the money on removing all the dirt when we have a coffee shop. We have restaurants that have scraps, and so do our residents. They just dig a hole, put them in there. 
One of the first things we bought, worms. I've been for a city budget. We bought 500 worms. They'll do the job for us. We got more people walking downtown, taking pictures with the signs. That I didn't anticipate. We had this community involvement thing happen. Someone immediately, and I won't say it's because of this, but then someone donates a pantry. Now we have a pantry. And for those who need it, it's there. The concept is simple. Use every square foot we can for the people who live there. We've even received donations now from the local businesses. And I'll be honest, we have more than we need. Last year, we planted, I believe, seven fruit trees. Because some things need to happen even without us. If I get hit by a train in a Duran, that's kind of a high probability. <laughs> then it has to continue. And every year, we'll add more. We'll put grapes on the home run fence. Who likes the look of a chain link fence to begin with? Over time, it'll be beautiful. And uh, those donations go a long way. They will allow us to maybe even pay some of the volunteers to till for us, because that's their business. They let us do the things we need to do. And for me, as a sustainability expert, a person who loves sustainability and that riddle, the most worthwhile riddle we'll ever solve, people are not open to it. Because at first, when I say things like sustainability, they'll go, oh, that costs more. It almost never costs more if you did it forever. Lost the most. So I know this conference is really what are the future of downtowns look like. And we know the things that we learn in college, like complete streets, using your zoning to your advantage. But there's an overlay that we forget, and that's the people. That everything that we build, we build it so people will be there. We talk about bike lanes. I'll tell you right now, if a company comes to us and says, we want to, we want to put 100 scooters in your town. Okay, going down. <laughs> you know, we need to build it based on people's needs. And during COVID, one of those needs was to feed our residents, help our residents. How often do people say the city doesn't do anything for me? And in one year, we hear a lot less of that. So when it comes to the future of downtowns, at least what we think is you add this people-centric aspect to it. The walkability, the bikeability, the complete streets, through zoning, all these things are important, but where do we have wasted space? And what can we do with that space? And I always say every square foot matters. Now, if that square foot is in the middle of a road, it should probably be. But if it is a small piece of green space in the middle of nowhere, what else could it be? When you look at human needs, they have, people have to feel safe. So you create the right lighting, as we heard earlier, to feel safe. People have to be, we have, every city has disenfranchised individuals. We do too. They can't walk from one place to another because of either traffic or there's no place to rest. So now food is there. My next crusade is going to be water. Food, water, pretty basic stuff. Shelter, place to sit, some shade. That's what we believe that the futures of downtowns would look like. Is there any questions? Yes. Um, I can't really think about my business rules about this, but I would love to say it kind of goes with the asinine comments you heard against this whole program. Okay. Have you had any ding dong come up to you and say, hey, I'm sick of eating stuff in your hands, and then you find out they're mowing down and throwing more piece of roast bushes? Part of the education process. Because there are some things that are beautiful, like group art, but you don't want to meet the leaves, you know? So there are things, we have lessons learned, okay? No, no one has come back sick, no one has come back with a plane. We've been very, very lucky that everybody either scans it, understands it, knows which one's a food and which one's not, and we obviously avoid poisonous things. 
I don't want to put berries next to berries and have one of them be very, very bad. So, no, at this point, things have gone exceptionally well. And in those signs, there's QR codes. We see people scan them all the time so that they can learn more about what they're eating. And that weighing back? Uh, those are what, about 20 square foot? Yeah, they're not huge. Um, but you can fit six or seven plants, depending on the plant. Uh, some of our flowers are ground cover, so we can we can do something like peppers so they rise above it. And you are very careful with your color schemes. You want to make sure that the food looks just as good as the flowers. So depending on the bunker, you would put different things in there. Some of them have a lot more greenage. Some of them have bright, vibrant fruits. But we were able to do about 200 live plants by the end of it, and it between three and 400 pounds of free, fresh vegetables to our citizens each day. One more question. Joe? Are you using varieties where seeds can be saved and then replanted, or are you purchasing plants which are So we did two things. Yes, legacy seed is now that we have, because I went, we went and collected seeds last year. But we also took a variety of legacy seeds that from others and genetically modified plants. The reason why you can't grow a plant from genetically modified plants is because they're immature. All the nutrient goes to the meat, very little goes to the seeds. So, but you can take all those seeds, let them dry, 99% of them are bad. You still have a few. So there are some that were, in a sense, store bought, but over time, just like anything that evolves, they'll just be our own free. Future keynote speaker. Gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you um, very much. Very inspirational, and uh, right after lunch, I thought appropriate too. So thank you guys. <laughs> See, I told you it was a little harder to hear, so I do appreciate you taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got some information from it. If you want to start a program like this, you can always email me. Email message. You can go onto our Facebook page. Actually. Listeners have started friending me on my actual Facebook page. So my personal one, yeah, well, that's open to you guys too. So feel free to friend me, send me ideas, ask me questions. I'll be more than happy to answer them. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate everybody's support. We're getting all kinds of different support. We've got people donating a dollar a month, which is super cool. We're not getting any more new reviews as of late. I'm going to say that with a parent voice because I've been begging. But we are getting likes, more people are following, and we're trending up in a lot of different areas. So I guess I can't pout too much, but I do appreciate you stopping in to listen. We're just trying to get a little better each day. You know, a little bit, a little bit, big bet. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Mike, and of course for Nick. We will see you next week. Feeling overwhelmed by climate change? Looking for sustainable and ethical brands to support? That Ethic is perfect for you. Ethic is a simple browser extension that helps you find sustainable and ethical brands online. Learn more at ethic.org, E-T-H-Y-K.org.